0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to our new podcast called Destination Unknown. This
1: is and Brittany Williams, and we are really excited to be doing this. This is our first episode. The topic of our podcast is going to be mostly just travel. We're wanting to explore the world on this podcast, uh, talk about different countries every week. We'll go through the cuisine, the culture, the things to see and do when you're in different countries. We'll go over countries that we've been to and Mm -hmm. countries that we also haven't been to.
0: That's that's the big thing Brittany and I we really like to travel we love it it's our favorite thing to do and and we just want to share that with you guys a little bit some do's, some don'ts some things we like some things we didn't like and and we've been to a couple different places we're hoping you guys can learn some stuff and we're hoping to maybe hear from you and learn some stuff as well
1: yeah we may even share some of our travel mistakes and travel faux pas lord knows there's been many of those but it'll give us a good laugh so we will try to do this weekly and every week a new country um, and you guys can join us we're excited to learn together and have fun together
0: awesome now we're going to start with our most recent trip to brazil
1: country of brazil talk to you
0: guys soon hi listeners you got Tarek and Brittany here for the very first episode of Destination Unknown.
1: Hey guys,
0: that's Brittany. Hey, <laughs> and uh, you know, as we mentioned previously in our brief trailer, this podcast is just uh, us trying to tell you guys a little bit about some of the countries we've been to and countries we haven't been to. Um, just a brief history, a little bit of culture, and and maybe a little bit of why you'd want to go to some of those countries. You know, we've been fortunate enough; we've been married for six years. And in those six years, together, we've gone to a number of different countries. And then separately, before we got married, we've, we've been to a number of different countries as well. But we'll also talk about countries we've never been to. And so, mostly, if you're just excited about the prospect of traveling, about seeing the world, and want to get an idea of where maybe you should go next, this is the podcast for you.
1: All right. So, thanks for that intro, Tarek. Today, we are going to be starting off with Brazil. Brazil. The country, the big, beautiful, diverse country of Brazil, namely because we just got back from Brazil actually a couple weeks ago, and so that's right it is fresh on our minds, and we are excited to talk about it and give you guys a little bit of uh, history uh, cultural uh, information and our own experiences there
0: absolutely and I mean you know I know as we were going before we went and and after we came back, we realized there were a lot of people um, who had never thought about brazil it just wasn't on their list of places to go They never thought it would be interesting or exciting and and we were happy to to maybe pique that interest in some people and tell them some of the stories we had and show them some of the pictures we had um but i guess i should mention for the record too we're from canada i um, in alberta actually in canada the western part of canada and so um that also will probably frame our experience a little bit as well
1: mm-hmm. yeah it's funny before we went like People were just. People didn't tell us, I guess, but a lot of people were just kind of confused as to why we would choose Brazil. We had a lot of questions before we went. Why Brazil? And to be honest, we didn't have a great answer other than we had just never been there, and uh, we wanted to. We wanted to see. It's a massive country in South America, and uh, we knew it was going to be awesome. We just had to. Had to get there. Um, I'm actually surprised at how many people thought it was we are too scared to go i was actually reading a news article the other day about um canadians now not needing visas for brazil
0: that's right so right after we got back they changed the rules which was a bit of a pain because we almost forgot to get visas and they ended up costing us a couple hundred bucks
1: that was close
0: <laughs> yeah. at any rate though now you don't need them so canadians feel free to travel to brazil they just just really, um, got rid of that visa requirement so you can travel just on your passport without any um visa documentation needed
1: Mm -hmm. but yeah a lot of people on that comment thread were were not in favor of traveling to brazil they were they were scared they thought it was crazy dangerous and the politics and everything right now was just not it was not a good time to travel so i did put my two cents in there just so people knew that we had a great trip
0: and i mean everybody knows the news doesn't always make it seem like the way it actually is right the news exaggerates things or they only highlight the things that aren't very good So um, a little bit of background on us. We our our trip to Brazil was 14 days, solid 14 days. It was great. And most of the trips we take together are about that uh, 10 days to two week range. And so some of these destinations, people often travel, you know, for months at a time do gap year type stuff. Um, You know, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about more short term trips We're we're young working professionals, you know, two weeks a year. Um, to a, an exotic destination like this is probably going to be where we're at. And so that's the mm-hmm. nature of what we're talking about and how we're describing things.
1: I wish we had more time. It would it be nice. It kills me that we have to... It would be nice. We have to squeeze everything into two weeks. Like that is... It is... Usually our trips are very fast-paced. Every day we are just doing as much as we can, getting up early, seeing the sights. Um, We try to pack in a lot into 14 days. So that is that's what we did um but anyways we'll backtrack a bit we will uh kind of just go over a brief history of brazil Brazil. yeah there's a lot so we'll just summarize it for you Tarek, what what did you learn from your well brazil
0: very big country uh just in terms of square footage um, square kilometerage, eight and a half million square kilometers, just smaller than the, act of the continents of the United States. So very, very big country, the biggest country in South America, um, the biggest Latin country in the world. Um, you know, they speak Portuguese. It's been its independence since the late 1800s. Um, the current republic has sort of been in place since uh, the, probably the 90s, or sorry, the late 80s. Um, you know, very industrialized economy mm-hmm. A lot of people thought Brazil would be developing And in the third world And, and while it is certainly an emerging economy um, It's gross domestic product It's GDP is eighth in the world And we, re- we saw a side of Brazil That while there is certainly some poverty It's very wealthy There is a very healthy and growing middle class mm-hmm. It is not um, in the third world anymore By any stretch of the imagination
1: yeah, we saw a lot of Brazilians actually touring around and seeing their own country. We were we were very few uh, North American travelers. We didn't really meet many of them down there. It was a lot of Brazilian people seeing their own country, and they had the the means and the money to do so. So that was really neat to absolutely, see. We absolutely, we loved that.
0: Not not nearly as as poor as it may appear. I guess if if I can say that in a less than politically correct way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Very diverse though, even like the um, the landscape of the country. You go from sharp, like coastal edges and beautiful beaches to the state of Amazonas where it's they've got the rainforest and the actual Amazon River, um, which is the second largest river in the world. Beautiful, beautiful. They've got um, an area called the Pantanal, so the largest wetlands in the world is actually a place where we got to see. Um, that's in the southern southwestern part of the country, I guess. But just so many different landscapes, so many different um, yeah views depending on where you are in the country. But mostly everybody's speaking Portuguese. There, There is there is not much for other languages spoken in Brazil. Portuguese is number one. We really noticed that actually. <laughs> English yes. does not get you far. Yes,
0: <laughs> you find what we found when we traveled to and you know we should definitely work on learning other languages is that most of the time when you're you're a tourist in touristy parts of a country there's there's an english speaker available to you and there's a number of people who speak english who can translate in brazil that wasn't the case <laughs> mostly they only speak portuguese um so bring your google translate app if you don't speak portuguese <laughs>
1: that's for sure yeah, and there brazil were- is
0: the largest Portuguese speaking country in the world I think well I mean I know it is so yeah it for sure is yeah Mm -hmm.
1: there was a couple moments where we could get by with a little bit of Spanish I think they understand Spanish but it is yeah it is hard we had we had more than a few run-ins where we (laughs) were just kind of stuck because we couldn't couldn't communicate so thank goodness for Google Translate Google Conversation actually that Mm. was a good one yeah you could actually like you could speak, isn't it? You can speak to your phone. And yes,
0: it knows when you're speaking English, and it knows when the other person's speaking yeah. Portuguese, and it translates in real time. A lot time. of people were using that. Yes, so it was. It was. It saved our bacon a couple of times. <laughs> um, but yeah, Brazil very ethnically diverse as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's hard to pin down what a Brazilian looks like specifically. If you look at the the hard demographics, uh, you know, it's 47% white and another i think 40 percent that would be mixed race and then you know you've got the the local indigenous population you've got a large percentage of just black people it's wild you know there, there's no one person you look at and you can be certain is or isn't brazilian it's a very very diverse country um and you know what a very friendly country we met so many people locals brazilians who are just always ready to help out who you know didn't get too frustrated with our lack of understanding? Who uh, <laughs> who who went over and above to help us in our in our lack of Portuguese many yeah. many times. So, yeah, it's just a very very uh, the, the culture is very helpful, very hospitable, mm-hmm. very thoughtful. Yep.
1: Yeah, we actually one one story in particular that comes to mind is we were landing in a small little small little town outside of the wetlands. Um, late at night uh, from the airport. And actually, while we were on the plane, we sat beside a fellow who was just really friendly with us. He spoke a little more English than your regular Brazilian. And so he, we were able to conversate with him. And uh, yeah, it turns out he was a surgeon in this small little town and just the most friendly fellow. And yeah, he, he, we landed and he was like, oh, I'll drive you guys to wherever, to your hotel, wherever you need to go. He was telling us all about his town and You know, me and Tarek looked at each other, and, you know, it's like 10.30 at night, and for a moment we just thought, man, this could really go bad. You know, we're just getting in a car with some random dude, but you just got to trust people sometimes. And he actually, I think he might have felt our apprehension for a second and said, don't worry guys, I'm not a serial killer. And so, we trusted him <laughs> and, we and we got in that it. car and it was it was he dropped us off at our hotel and mm-hmm. it was great. There's just so it many moments good. like that where it was
0: good we trusted our instincts. Probably not a great example of things to do when traveling in a strange country, <laughs> getting into cars with strangers, but you know, it worked out. It
1: <laughs> Brazilians are great. We we had a few moments like that where people were just really willing to help us when we just looked lost or absolutely <laughs> like absolutely. we didn't know what was happening
0: <laughs> okay so high level Brazil in terms of things to see it's a beautiful country they've got amazing amazing sights now Brittany and I we spent most of our time 100% of our time in the south um, and so we flew into Sao Paulo which is the most populous city then we immediately went to the very southern part of Brazil, onto the Argentinian border, and saw Iguazu Falls. No, Now, um, you may not have heard of Iguazu Falls, but it is the largest waterfall in the world. It is incredible. I don't think incredible even does enough to describe it. It's, it's, it, it's the coolest thing you might ever see. It's, it's amazing. And when I say largest, I mean by volume. Some people out there are probably thinking of Victoria Falls in... I'm not sure what African country they're in, but uh, in the continent of Africa, which might be taller, but this is just sheer volume—the biggest, most the, the, there's probably a number of different waterfalls. Incredible! So start many to waterfalls. The
1: trip. I think there's like over 70 waterfalls in mm-hmm. Iguazu, and yeah, you can see it from the Brazilian side and the Argentinian side, and it is just for the first day of our trip. That was, I think, was still my highlight of almost the entire trip. It was like nothing I've ever seen. The most beautiful stunning sights you're surrounded by just like incredible waterfalls from every corner green lush trees and forest all around it just feels like you're in jurassic park
0: Mm -hmm. and there's animals there's um little monkeys in the trees there's uh these day day raccoons they look kind of like raccoons but they're out all day they're pretty tame um you know all around and so and i think that's a a good way of describing Brazil in terms of, you know, you've got this incredible flora and fauna. You can see this country that's green and lush, and there's animals that you've never seen before that you don't really get to interact with in the wild. But at the same time, you know, we were able to stay in a you know, completely safe and, and clean and lovely hotel, get a nice continental breakfast, you yep. know what I mean, for a reasonable price, um, have access to food that is... You know, they didn't do any, you know, we were, we didn't get it. We were fine. Row. Not stuck Absolutely. in the bathroom on the whole trip. Exactly.
1: Anyways, back to Iguazu. Truly a place you guys need to see if you go to Brazil or Argentina. We actually spent a full day in Argentina. Um, the trail system and the sites from the Argentinian side were incredible. And you could spend all day in Argentina Brazil side of the, of the falls, they just have, it's gorgeous as well, you get more of a panoramic view, but it is just kind of like one walkway out onto the water, and the day we went apparently it was some sort of Brazilian holiday, so literally everybody and their dog were packed onto this like platform over the falls. It was a little unnerving, I thought maybe like there was just like a, there was too many people in there, like that thing could have crashed into the water, I have no idea, but... It was packed but it was worth it it was so so beautiful even from the brazilian side so for sure do both sides if you guys go to iguazu you gotta do both both sides sides.
0: the argentinian side is as Brittany said it's it's quite different they're the same waterfalls but the different sides they're quite different
1: the border crossing is not bad at all we had no troubles. so that was definitely a place you guys need to see um of course we're going to be speaking just to the highlights that we saw um there's going to be so many other parts of Brazil Absolutely. that are incredible. And we just did not have the time to see or do these things. But uh, yeah, so we ended up going to this, the Pantanel, um, the wetlands. And this is a place that we kind of had experienced. We traveled to Bolivia a few years ago. And it was very similar to our experience in Bolivia. I think actually this the wetlands um, on the western side of Brazil actually carry on into Bolivia. So they kind of share the same... Um, water system or whatever so we really love that if you're a nature lover it's a place you really need to go if you're a mosquito hater <laughs> you uh, yes we got eaten alive by mosquitoes we, we used
0: um <laughs> you know and to be fair our, our farm our uh, travel pharmacist told us don't mess around with any natural products go hard on the deet and <laughs> as high deet content as possible and she wasn't messing around because there was <laughs> there were a lot of mosquitoes um, it's beautiful. We, you know, we go on the river. You see uh, capybaras. You see caiman, which little is alligators. Just little alligators. You see a number of cool birds, cranes. Yeah, and if you're a bird lover, finches and toucans. And uh, oh, that was that real big one. Was that a big one a crane? What was that? Big yeah, one?
1: he was the. That was like it's a big white almost stork? Like stork. I think it was a stork. Yeah, yeah he was big
0: gangly looking thing.
1: <laughs> he was the, um, the, the the poster boy for the Pantanal. Yes. We did end up seeing one of those. I really wanted to see a toucan. Apparently these guys are, they're a little more rare to see in the wild and apparently they're actually kind of assholes. They will stick their big beak into other birds' nests and take out their babies and eat them. So it's kind of like this this bird that you just like yeah. Grow up thinking is the cutest thing from your Fruit Loop box, and then you hear about yeah. it in real life, and it's actually not that cool.
0: Yeah, they're they're baby eaters. Yeah. Yeah, toucans. They beautiful, um, beautiful birds. That contract with Fruit Loops really helped their image, though. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we were able to see that. You know, I really wanted to see a snake. This whole stupid trip, I wanted to see a snake. Tarek was the sweetest husband as we were on the boat in the in the Pantanal looking for wildlife everywhere (laughs) we going up the river and I could tell he was looking Tarek was looking really hard for something and all of a sudden he says stop stop he tells our guide stop the boat I think I saw a snake and so the the guide doesn't barely speaks English but he understands what we want and so he turns the boat around and goes back to where Tarek was spotting something and he points into the into the trees and he's like right there and we all look and it's just a root and there's a ton of other roots coming out of the water and literally for the rest of the boat ride we were i'm like Tarek, there's a snake there's another snake <laughs> the poor guy he was just wanting to find his I wife a snake, a snake. and we did. never ever saw thing. one in the Pantanel. yes
0: and that's okay though
1: it was so cute <laughs> but yes animal lovers go to the Pantanal. you really truly will be impressed especially if you're a bird lover there's incredible birds there absolutely you absolutely. take your big camera get some amazing shots um, Just yep. take your mosquito spray, though.
0: Absolutely, definitely take your mosquito spray. Spray. You'll see some capybars. bars. I'm very fond of the cappy bars. They're they're very big. gopher like the animals that look like um. They're about the size of a dog. They seem intelligent i'm not sure if they actually I don't are i think they are yeah oh, no. they're a bit of a nuisance down there have you actually. seen the look on their faces yeah, they don't they don't really have looks on their faces they're just constantly blank <laughs> they're just... <laughs> um they're a bit of a nuisance down there it's just wild to them that i that we come down there and we're
1: like oh my gosh a capybara capybara it's just like
0: wow you know like maybe being excited about a seagull or something like that to them
1: <laughs> they're big big guinea pigs that's exactly yeah, that's what exactly they look what
0: like. they look like a gigantic like It's not big. It's gigantic compared to an actual guinea pig. Yeah. (laughs) It's huge. Um, But anyways, um, after that, we went to this town. From there, we we took a bus to this town called Benito. This is probably one of my favorite towns we've ever been to, um, ever. It's definitely a town um, that's built around some of its tourism industry. It's, uh, you know, so we get there late one evening. And the next day, what we're doing is a, a cave diving or sorry, cave repelling snorkeling thing into a very deep dark cave with one of the biggest um, stalactite underwater stalactites and we're going to snorkel in that water that's very dark that's in the bottom of this cave and they're very professional so the night before they took us in they taught us how to repel how to climb the the rope and strap us in and get us all the right fit, fitted gear and stuff so uh, definitely not 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 bush leak by any stretch <laughs> they know what they're doing absolutely things were done well and then like i said just a great town it set up well. we got our hotel it was just uh there's a bit of a strip you know where there's restaurants and there's um parks and you know where where you can go and it's nice and you can walk it's a boardwalk and so yeah we got you know we, we checked in and then you can go and just find a nice patio to have some dinner and um yeah it's uh the town it's a is a great town
1: the town is very eco-friendly so all of their tours eco tours so they're trying to be very um, mindful about what they have there they've got a beautiful beautiful chunk of brazil this this little area called benito i truly think they call it benito because it is beautiful i think there's like some special minerals there's magnesium calcium in the soil in this area and so the waters um the rivers and any sort of like um like this cave we dove into we're swimming in um it has this beautiful beautiful clear blue kind of green color like nothing i've ever seen it's not murky it's just the clearest water you've ever seen and it is due to these minerals that are in the ground and um yeah in the water in this area so it just made it pop like everything with all your pictures everything was just stunning it's like you know nothing you've ever seen and then, yeah, they take really good care of their tourists. They know that they have a really great thing there. And so they're trying to preserve it. And um, only a certain amount of people are allowed on these tours every day. And, yeah, it's done really well. So this town is a place that we would recommend. It is a little pricier. It um, is. But
0: worth it. But definitely worth it. <laughs> and what a number of people did, like we had our, our whole um, time in Benito, hooked up pretty well pre- previous to getting there but a number of people did. they just knew Benito was a good town to be in and they just got there and then uh, put it together as, as they after they got there so they would go to the tour companies or directly to the to the um, specific activities themselves and just say I want to do this today or I want to do this tomorrow and, and I think that that works well as well you know it, it gives you a little bit more flexibility to, to feel it out or maybe pick your activities based on the weather um, our time constraints didn't let us do that but again great town um, you know, the activities we ended up doing there were cave diving, like Brittany said, or I said earlier, you know, river snorkeling, which was amazing. Super clear water, as Brittany said. And, um, oh, what was the Waterfall. last one? Yeah, the, the waterfalls, you know, yeah. seven, eight waterfalls. And so it's just,
1: a lot of swimming, a lot of just good. like water It was water 30 activities. degrees
0: and it was hot and it was great. Yeah, yeah, highly
1: recommend. Um, yeah, so one of our last, well, not last, but... Close to the last highlights, of course, is Rio de Janeiro. We got to keep this thing moving. So Rio, objectively, is a place whether you have a lot of time or just a short amount of time, is a place you need to see in Brazil. Hundred percent. It is it's amazing. The most incredible city World I think city. I have ever been Not in my nice life. For
0: Brazil. Nice in general.
1: <laughs> the nicest, nicest city ever. <laughs> it is a city that you can truly feel like. You can feel the vibe as soon as you get there. I haven't been to many cities in my life where you can just feel feel what the city is. You know that it's, like, alive and cultural and friendly and um, just, just different than any place I've ever been. So we did not have as much time as we would have liked to be in Brazil – or, sorry, in Rio, but it was enough to just know that it was incredible. We were able to um, – First of all, we got an amazing hotel that actually overlooked the entire city. We had Christ the Redeemer, the beautiful statue up on the mountain it was amazing. Um, to our right. And then when we looked out, we could see kind of the Sugar beaches Loaf and Sugarloaf Mountain, all of the jungle and houses, uh, favelas kind of in between. It was an incredible sight. Um, yeah. What did we do in Rio?
0: Well, we did, uh, you know, the, the, the highlights, the touristy things that most people are familiar with Rio because it's, the subject of a number of movies fast um, five yeah like fast five <laughs> um we watched right before we left um and so the things you do in rio it's it's an incredible city because it's a big city it's a city of uh, several million but yet you know it's lush and green and it's built into a mountain so you you have all of it available to you so we went and saw the the highlights so sugarloaf mountain is a large mountain that's in in jutting out into the ocean um you know you take a gondola up you know we had dinner up there at a couple drinks at the bar Beautiful. and it's just out you know you can see out to the sea you see the big shipping containers you can see the airport you can yeah, see from sugarloaf the you beaches. can really
1: you can look back and really see rio yes. like sugarloaf just out into the ocean like Tarek said and then when you're up on that mountain you have to take a cable car up there and then you can look back and you truly see rio for all it is you see the beaches you see copacabana you can see almost see Ipanema you can see Christ the Redeemer Christ the Redeemer is truly he's looking at you wherever you are in Rio mm-hmm. so you better watch and yourself
0: and that's another thing Christ the Redeemer is just known as one of the monuments Rio is, is is known for is what I'm trying to say and so we did that the next day as well an incredible incredible monument obviously very very busy Christ the Redeemer um, he's everybody about. yeah everybody's trying to get their pictures um but it's something you definitely should see it's very cool very neat piece of art it's wild because it actually is this mount cravado that it's on is one of the highest places in the city so if there's not a building in your way you can pretty much see christ from anywhere in the city which is really cool
1: and it was built uh, what a couple hundred years ago
0: no 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 it finished in 1930 i think
1: i thought they started it like okay I did not do my research on that one. I was too I didn't read anything up there. I was just like <laughs> I was too busy fighting people off, getting in the way of people's selfies. I was literally walking and a girl was like, "Um, can you move? <laughs> um, you're in my you're in my picture." So, <laughs> that place was it was really hard. It was hard to enjoy it because there's so many people, but if you had a moment to just look up at this incredible statue, it was just it actually kind of made me dizzy like that's how that's how massive it was and that's how incredible it was it is a huge huge jesus up on that mountain it sure is and he is beautiful like bright white um just yeah just massive and it's like a beautiful lush mountain that leads up to him and i think yeah like Tarek said one of the tallest uh, peaks in all of rio so it really kind of you can see it kind of towers over everything so uh yeah if you watch fast and furious uh you can see some great drone shots just sweeping around christ the redeemer and down into totally, rio totally.
0: <laughs> and then we spend some time on the beaches <laughs> we, we preferred um ipanema mm-hmm. to coco but both just white sandy beaches right there you know there's restaurants available on the strip we were able to rent some bicycles fairly easily that you can pick up and drop off at any number of a number of uh, bicycle drop-off locations around um, Rio.
1: The vibe on the beaches are just, it's so neat. Like you hear about Copacabana and Ipanema and this famous song, the girl from Ipanema. So you, you need to go to these beaches to kind of you do. know exactly what it's yeah. like. And then when you get there, it's just, oh, I just, I love watching people. I'm kind of creepy, but I could just sit on that beach and watch people. Yeah. There's There's guys like friends everywhere playing volleyball or playing soccer, just like passing a ball around in a circle. And there's people selling drinks everywhere and families just walking or playing in the waves and people are just active and dancing and drinking and just having such a good time. It's just like everybody is outside as soon as they can and just trying to enjoy the mm-hmm. the, the afternoon and the sun. And I loved it.
0: Absolutely, and we were only there for three days, but Rio, Rio is a world-class city in terms of things to do. Literally anything you can think of you wanna do, <laughs> Rio will have it and they will do it well um, but the highlight that many people go down for, many people were there for already was Carnival so we actually were in Rio just a few days before Carnival which was a little too bad, I mean to be fair we're not, uh, we're not big big partiers um, but I mean you gotta see the Carnival um, there's a lot of, it's, it's a big festival, a lot of pageantry so the entire city actually takes uh, two day two days extra on the weekend and it's a big holiday um they have parades through the streets where people get dressed up they wear masks there's a lot of pageantry and samba dancing and mm-hmm. and lots of stuff um but then in the week previous as well there's a lot of pre-carnival um,
1: they call them blocos. yeah blocos, which so are block parties yeah little block parties you can find them all over the city um different themes um different areas and they'll just be partying these different areas so totally. we did see one down on Ipanema we saw one on the beach there and I think you had to just pay a couple a bucks time. to get in and there was just music and people having a good time so it's really it was really neat we it actually was. caught a little bit of carnival in the next city or town we went to but yes it's too bad we weren't there for the the main
0: it's true because carnival and deal. Rio de Janeiro there or they go together that's usually where people go for a carnival mm-hmm. and i I really, really recommend going to Rio, Brittany and I both said, even if I could just if we could just go back and stay in Rio for a week, we would just we would do just it. to just to experience more of it.
1: The food was amazing. the people were great we like we figured out the bus system and we uh, rode the bus a few times and ubered around the city and we had some friends there that we actually met earlier on Ooh, in our Benito. trip yeah, they're from Rio. They live there. And so they showed us around. We went to some amazing restaurants, went to some vegan restaurants, some really hip little spots. And yeah. we just loved it. It was just it was a good. city that was alive and we fully recommend it. Absolutely. Three days is not enough. I will it's say not, that.
0: It's not. <laughs> well, finally, where we went to on our trip was this tiny colonial town called Paraty. Now, this town is a little off the beaten path, actually. I mean, it's it's got its a significant number of tourists but um you wouldn't be hard-pressed to not have heard of it either um so it's about two was it two or three hours away by bus i think mm-hmm. it was three hours away by bus um
1: not if, on our bus but <laughs> yeah, from
0: rio to paraty um and it's it's a little town that now why is it so old it was closed off from the rest of the country for some some years?
1: Yeah, they found gold in this town many, many, many years ago and they actually brought in a bunch of African slaves and they they pretty much harvested all of the gold. Um, And then I think it got a little weird because some pirates found out and they were kind of camped out on the bay. And um, pretty much... The gold was taken out of the area, literally everything, either by the Portuguese or the pirates, it was all kind of mined. And so then it was cut off from the rest of of Brazil. And really the only way you could access this town because it was kind of hard to get to was um, by boat and nobody really did that. So it was kind of preserved in history while the rest of the cities in Brazil were really um, developing. Paraty just kind of got left alone after the gold boom. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's incredible when you get there, you feel like you're just stepping back into a, an Colonial. old movie. Yep. Yeah.
0: So the streets are, the, the main streets are like... It Cobblestone. Cobble? Yeah, it's cobble, mm-hmm. but it seems like the rocks are a little bit farther apart than they should be. <laughs> yeah, you could really break an ankle. <laughs> and
1: going back a little bit, like this is all along the coast of of Brazil. Um, from Rio de Janeiro on kind of you you could truly stop at any one of these towns I was looking as we were on the bus you could stop at any one of these towns and you would have an amazing beachside vaca- vacation um, Paraty was I think maybe unique because of this colonial aspect and this like old old city kind of a feel but I was watching as we were on that bus there's so many little um, towns and beaches and all along all along the coast and it's called all kind of the Rio the state of Rio de Janeiro and so there's the lots state. and lots of beaches and actually beautiful islands that are off the coast a little bit if you can just get on a boat and pick a tour out there we didn't have time to but there's a couple couple incredible islands where you can do snorkeling or yeah. scuba diving
0: and it's it's also again very lush you could yeah, do um, nature tropical. nature tours if you wanted, we did. Um, we paddleboarded. Mm-hmm. It was good. We we took in some carnival festivities there, so they had a parade as well. So, carnival is a countrywide uh, celebration. Obviously, the cities have bigger um, parade uh, activities than than the smaller towns.
1: I think they even celebrate it in other countries in South America. Oh yeah, like actually, I know Bolivia did was. Did hear about and, that too? Yeah.
0: yeah. At any rate. Um, you know, we really liked Parity. You know, again, just a picturesque town. You can do some fun stuff like we did in terms of um paddle boarding and then um great little restaurants, good food available. Um yeah, and then, you know, from there we just uh headed back to Sao Paulo to head back home, but I guess maybe we should talk a little bit about how the cuisine's a little different.
1: Yeah, Tarek skipped a whole section. That's why I have to be in charge of this uh, <laughs> podcast here because he is jumping I guess ahead the, of...
0: the order is more important to some than others, I suppose. Well,
1: the order is important to me. Okay. <laughs> the cuisine, it's very important. I live for food. I truly am thinking about food all the time. Every single day, way more than Tarek. And so the cuisine is important. And in Brazil, we had a couple things that we would definitely recommend. We didn't, ah, there are some things that we just didn't really try, I guess. But um, I guess the main things for Brazilian cuisine um, are, first of all, the drinks. Let's go to the drinks, Tarek. He's taking okay. pictures of us right now. He's well, being podcasting. very... we're
0: podcasting. We've got to oh record this for posterity. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> so annoying. Brazilian drinks. So uh, Brazilians drink, you know, the the Brazilian beer. The one that I was familiar with before I went to Brazil was called Brahma. It's good beer, light beer. It's a good lager. It reminds me of Corona in a way, maybe a little bit more bite. Um, you know, there were no other Brazilian beers that I really got into. They were all pretty light, pretty, you no, know, not, not a ton of flavor. But in terms of cocktails, their signature cocktail, I thought, was quite good. It's called a caipirinha.
1: Caipirinha. It's
0: a caipirinha. Everywhere you go, they'll say, hey, you want a caipirinha? Yes, we Extra do. caipirinha. And so what it is, is it's um, <laughs> it's kind of like a mojito, uh, but it's made with this Brazilian liquor called cachaca,
1: Which is fermented sugar cane.
0: Yeah, which kind of sounds like rum, but it doesn't really taste like rum. Mm-mm. So it's a, a clear alcohol, you know, 40%. Um, they put a couple shots of that in it's uh that um fresh lemons, i think
1: and sugar and
0: sugar <laughs> and then maybe some
1: other fruit sure. for oh. garnish on honestly honestly honestly, it truly is, it is. So, that is all it is it and is. it's quite
0: sweet. So it'll mess you up really quick because you don't taste all the kashasha you're drinking.
1: Yeah. And it's so limey and sugary, yeah. It's, it's just... And just tropical. It's good. It is very refreshing. We had a few too many on the Ipanema Beach. We had like a watermelon version and a couple others. But truly, the lime one is the best. And mm-hmm. I think that is like their original...
0: It's caipirinha.
1: caipirinha. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I guess that was for drinks. That was like our main... That was our go-to. That's our go-to for sure. For food... Um, so there's something called, I'm sure most people know, Brazilian, like... Barbecue. Um, Brazilian barbecue, Brazilian steakhouse.
0: It's more style of eating.
1: Yes. In Brazil, they call it a churrascaria. And it is, um, yeah, it's a, just a restaurant you go to. It's sometimes they're buffet, sometimes they're not where you sit down. And these sweet little men dressed in <laughs> tuxes come around and shave off different pieces of meat from these sticks they're holding. You can try all sorts of meat, any kind from any animal. It is quite overwhelming, and I'm sure it's good, very good. We just, we actually kind of cheaped out, and we went to one that wasn't as great. Tarek did well. He ate a lot of the mystery I did, meat. I did, did. He ate a chicken heart. I and did. He a chicken corazon,
0: <laughs> as they say.
1: They just kept on bringing the meat, and it was, it was hard to say no, because they were so sweet, these servers. So I was just, I couldn't say no, so I had this pile of meat on my plate, and I would try a little bite, and... Some of it was really, really good. Um, a couple were kind of weird tasting. So yeah, we we did what we could. Um, and I'm sure if we went to a really high class one in Brazil, we would just be ranting and raving. The one we went to was just, I don't know. It was, yeah, it was a little bit cheaper, but that was, was fine. It, it was, was good. good. We did get the experience, and it was it was really neat. I really, I was glad that we tried that. Um, a lot of stews, a lot of amazing bread, bread in every form. Ugh, I just love the bread. But lots of Latin American countries are like that. They mm-hmm. just, they're, uh...
0: As North Americans, I found the food to be not that much different in terms of, you know, you know, it's not like, okay, this is completely foreign to me. You know, they cook with a lot of similar vegetables. Cassava is probably the, one of the more exotic ones, but you can definitely get that in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, And so it was very easy to sort of transition to eating that food, Mm -hmm. you know, rice and meat and vegetables and beans and yeah, it was not, it was not terrible at all and it was easy to find food that we liked in it and frankly if you wanted to eat north american food there was a lot available and we even we even ate thai food there and yeah, it was delicious yeah,
1: yeah we, we did not starve and we did not get sick either and yeah. that is a bonus pretty much everywhere that i go i get a little bit of a stomach bug and have trouble but in brazil not so we much good. we were we were good to go so drinks and food were great coffee in brazil so apparently coffee Brazil, well, I know that Brazil is one of the main exporters of coffee in the world. Um, It is. It was not native to Brazil, like in, I think it was the 1700s, they brought um, coffee over from Ethiopia, coffee beans, and planted them. Um, So then Brazil, that was one of their main exports and one of their main um, goods that they traded around the world. So it is, they perfected it over the years. It is... Really, really good. Our friends from Rio actually sent us home with some delicious coffee. The coffee they actually drink in Brazil, sometimes it was kind of a little lackluster. Yeah. It seems like they export all of their good stuff and have to keep just yeah. the crap. But, um, Which is unfortunate. It is unfortunate. But they are uh, known for their amazing coffee. That's so, very good. So I would say go out and try to get some Brazilian coffee, even if it's just, yeah, if it's here in Canada, maybe the stuff that they've exported will be Better than what you can actually get in the country, so yeah, we we really enjoyed the food and drink for sure. I agree. So of course there were places that we didn't get to. I think the main the main place that I wanted to go and we just didn't have the time to do so was the Amazon. Right. The Amazon River. Um,
0: and then sort of the Amazon rainforest. Yes. Um, you know, because I think that's kind of people think Brazil and they think Amazon, and so it's a little weird that maybe we didn't go. We we've we have been to that sort of region in bolivia before that's kind of why we didn't and like we mentioned the country's very big so if you're in one region of the country it's actually quite a bit of travel to get to the other side Mm -hmm. and so we were in the south the amazon is in the north um but yeah that's definitely i mean there's the the meeting of the two rivers um where two rivers of completely different colors are operating right beside each other with a hard line in the water yeah
1: you can see the difference in colors Mm Hmm. Um, you know,
0: animals that uh, are native only to that area. <laughs> we heard a wild story that they have hippos in the Amazon, and we said, why, "Why would there be hippos in the Amazon? Those, those are native to Africa." And they said, um, "El Chapo or some drug lord of similar fame had his own zoo when he <laughs> was at the height of his wealth and." fame and and infamy and then when he got caught they just let all the animals go and some of them were just not native to the area and now they live there <laughs> so there might be hippos there i don't know if that's just some, may what, they, may not see what the locals tell you but uh, <laughs> apparently there's animals there they don't belong there because they were part of a <laughs> drug lord zoo <laughs>
1: <laughs> so random the stories but, yeah, you hear the the animals and the reptiles that you would see in the amazon would be out of this world i really Need to see a snake, a big like anaconda. That's what I want to see, and so I do have to go back. I have to go to the Amazon. You have to go back for sure. You have to go back. There is, yeah, like I said, we we took our plane. We took planes most of the time in I'm Brazil silly. because it's such a big country. It's we faster. had to, yeah, we had to fly. But um, the Amazon is probably like our biggest, the biggest area that we didn't get to on our Brazil trip, and maybe a couple of the islands off of Rio. I really would have liked to. Yeah, see.
0: I mean, it's a big country. It's probably a lot we gotta you know there's there's a lot you can still see like we could go back to Brazil probably a number of times and and see more stuff every time
1: but the moral of the story is this is a place you guys want to and have to see in your lifetime. It is a country just full of incredible people, just in- amazing sites, sites that are so different from Canada, hot hot weather, like humid, humid your skin will love you you won't have to put lotion on you just wake up and breathe in that like fresh and humid hot air it's so it's so good for the soul and we just came back completely refreshed and feeling alive we just
0: despite our full vacation we felt great yeah don't be afraid of brazil just be smart yeah be prepared that's all
1: yeah, absolutely it's a place yeah. that you want to see 100 percent. so i hope that this episode gave you guys i guess we talked a lot about our own experience just because we had just been there and it's hard not to mm-hmm. but um it is a country that yeah we wanted to chat about because it i don't know it's so big but a lot of people just don't go there so that's your little uh summary on our trip and what we know about brazil obviously there's a lot of other things to learn And we hope we can go back one day so next week we're gonna be talking about a different country i don't know what it is going to be yet but we look forward to um
0: chatting with you then yeah this has been destination unknown talk to you guys later Bye.
1: bye